Bye. Hello and welcome to Fuzzy Lives Forever. A podcast by somebody who knows a lot about animals. And somebody who loves animals a lot. Welcome back. Welcome. And welcome back to me. I'm home. Welcome home. Thank you. How was your trip? It was so good. I feel like totally refreshed having been on a break. Um, It was good to see my friends and my family and I got to ski for a day and sounds pretty good. It was nice. But but I got sick. <laughs> it's a thing that happens to me every single time it seems like I go on a vacation is it's like I've been so like stressed and tensed and working and then I get a vacation and my body relaxes and then I get sick. That's how you celebrate. Yeah, I celebrate by getting sick. It's like, oh, you know, it'd be great on vacation. Hooray! Just really sick. <laughs> Every time. I don't know if that happens to anybody else, but it sure happens to me. It's like a pattern. Do you have any doctorly advice? I don't. Again, just animals. <laughs> I stay away from human beings. He always refuses to treat me. <laughs> <laughs> so if my voice sounds a little stuffed, it's because mm-hmm. I'm I'm getting over this cold. Keep fighting. You're almost there. I'm a fighter. <laughs> cold fighter. Va- I'm a vacation cold fighter. That's a tough gig. <laughs> it is. But at least you came home for my birthday. I got home in time for your birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. How old are you? Want to tell the people? I'm 31 years old. He's old. I know. I and know. young, uh-huh. depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Um, And how did you celebrate? I worked. Did you tell the people at work it was your birthday? I did not. <laughs> I don't <laughs> <No>. know why. <laughs> I like to fly under the radar. I know. You know. I would have told them if I had been here in time. Well, it's your birthday. Everybody treats you differently. Yeah, they treat you nicely and they like get you things. I guess. I just like to be treated <laughs> the same at all times. Obviously, we have very different <laughs> way, re- responses to birthday celebrations. <laughs> but we are going to go on a helicopter ride. Yeah. Which should be pretty fun. Of the Grand Canyon. I'm scared. Yeah, because that one crashed pretty recently. Yeah. But not all helicopters crash. Yeah. You know, we're logical over here at Fuzzy List Forever. I'm not. Statistically, yeah. we're going to be just fine. Okay. <laughs> it scares me. Actually, everything we're talking about today scares me. Yeah? Yeah. Everything? Well, probably not everything. <laughs> probably not everything. But the topic of the day... Oh, snake bites. Snake bites. Oh, spooky. Yes, because this week we had a guy come in. We're going to call him Bob, and he came in with his dog, and we're going to call Buck. This is a real story. This happened at your place. This is a true story. Yeah. True story. I'm doing my thing, seeing patients, giving vaccines, you know, this and that. Pretty, pretty casual morning. And then one of my assistants comes up and says, hey, this guy just came in. He's really worried. He thinks his dog just got bitten by a snake. So um, I go in there, and Buck is this 110-pound black lab, really lovable guy. Bob is is a good old boy. He says he was down by the dump, walking out in the desert, and then he heard a rattle, and boom. What do you mean, boom? I mean, boom, Buck got bit on the face. Oh. So Buck's in there in the room, and the guy says to me, listen, Doc, this dog really needs to live isn't that nice yeah it's It's like his buddy it's his best buddy it's his fuzzy and so i said i get that i get that and so um and he says you know i think he's starting to get lightheaded and buck's looking at me like well he he seemed fine he seemed pretty good 
his face was swollen. Now, the first thing you see with dogs that get bit is they usually have some pretty significant swelling. And so the right side of his face was swollen by the muzzle. Um, the most common places they get bit are on the face and on the fore or forelimbs. Why? Because they're like rooting around? Yeah, they're, they're rooting around. And, uh, you know, snakes, for the most part, aren't out, I should say, uh, actually are never out hunting dogs. Right. It's usually the opposite, and it's usually a dog just gets a little too curious. Right. A dog's not, like, out hunting a snake, but they're sniffing. No. They're they like sniffing to sniff. Around. They like to sniff. And, yeah. Yeah, and so most of the times these dogs are off-leash running around, um, and Buck, he, he just ran into the wrong guy. Yeah. And he ran into a, a sidewinder rattlesnake. And this, this guy... Somehow that sounds worse. <laughs> it's actually one of the tamer varieties. or the, okay. the, They don't have the strongest venom. So he bopped Buck on the face. Buck came in with, uh, with Bob. And, and Bob did a nice job because what he did was he just took Bob, Buck, loaded him in the truck, and brought him into the clinic, which is the best thing to do. And he said, you know, let's do the anti-venom. And that's always kind of music to my ears because it means that we can actually deliver the best treatment to the dog. Okay. So is this a good time to tell people, like, if your dog gets bit by a rattlesnake, what should you do? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, and, and Bob's a good example here. So if you're out and about, and of course, for many people in the United States or other countries, they're going to be thinking, oh, I don't have rattlesnakes around here. But there are other types of venomous snakes out there. Um, in the yeah. case of rattlesnakes, I feel which like are, most places there's a venomous snake. Well, they say 48 out of 50 states in the United States have at least one type of venomous snake. The exclusions are Hawaii and Alaska. No venomous snakes in Hawaii? No. Let's go. I know. <laughs> so the best thing to do if your dog gets bitten by a rattlesnake is, um, if they're small enough, pick them up and carry them to the car and drive to the nearest vet clinic. If they're a big dog, then the best thing to do is walk to the car. And the theory behind this is that if they run, then they are more likely to spread the venom around the body more rapidly and potentially have more problems. Like through their bloodstream, you yes. mean? Like, so if they're running, their blood is pumping and the yeah. venom is spreading through their body. Exactly. So the venom huh. spreading through I their body. And with rattlesnakes, what happens is there's really, most commonly in rattlesnakes, they have something called hemotoxic venom. So the venom will destroy red blood cells and it will also create some problems with blood clotting. So the blood can clot abnormally. Mm. And if unattended, especially in a smaller dog or, or, and more of a venomous bite, it can lead to shock. So bigger dogs have less problems than little dogs just because of the dose per right. body less weight. Less venom per yeah. amount of blood. And the tricky thing about rattlesnakes, though, is that they don't always deliver the same amount of venom. And it can depend on a number of factors from the time of day how threatened the snake feels, the size of the snake, Yeah. if the snake... Um, like older, young. I've heard younger rattlesnakes have more. Well, I have read that sometimes younger snakes, don't they don't have as much control over their venom, so they will deliver all of their venom, versus an older snake may have more of a defensive strike. Okay. So you walk or carry your dog to the car. Right. Just go like Bob vet. did. Yeah. He loaded Buck in the truck. Go immediately to the vet. And go to the vet. And the reason for that is... If your dog has been bitten by a rattlesnake, then there really is a window of opportunity for something called anti-venom. Okay. And anti-venom is the most effective treatment for a snake bite in that it actually acts against the venom. And As the name would indicate. <laughs> yeah, <that's pretty> <laughs> Yeah, so maybe not a maybe didn't need explanation, <laughs> explanation. But the way they make it's kind of cool. What they do is they actually uh, use a little bit of venom and inject it into horses, 
very, very tiny amounts, and the horses develop antibodies to the venom. What? And then they draw the blood from the horses, they spin the blood down, and create a serum. So it's actually a horse-derived product that we then give to dogs because it has the antibodies in it. One of the problems you run into sometimes with giving anti-venom to dogs, and, and I would imagine people as well, is they can actually react to the horse serum. They can react to the anti-venom itself. Uh -oh. And so what we do, at least many veterinarians do, there is some debate as to the exact thing to do, but most veterinarians will give an injection of an antihistamine like Benadryl. Right. And they will give that before they give the anti-venom, not because the Benadryl is going to clear up a snake bite. No, but it, it'll prevent them from reacting to the anti-venom. That's the goal, is it will prevent or make it less likely they have an allergic reaction. So for both we gave him the, the Benadryl, Benadryl shot 10 minutes later after we'd gotten the IV in, we gave him the anti-venom. As we were, we were watching him very carefully for yeah. signs of an allergic reaction. Right. And one of the easiest ways to do that is to flip over their ear and look at the skin on the inside of their ear. And if they oh. start to get really flush or if their heart rate spikes, right. um, then those can be signs that they're having an allergic reaction um, or they become their mentation changes. What we do on top of the anti-venom is we will a lot of times give IV fluids, we'll mm -hmm. give antibiotics. All right, so is there anything else we should know in terms of snake bites or preventing reaction to snake bites? Yeah, so there's a rattlesnake vaccine out there, and this is oh. kind of a controversial thing because it doesn't have a lot of data to back it up. Um, basically, there is a vaccine you can give to your dog, and typically um, it's given a month prior to any type of rattlesnake exposure. You know, It takes about a month before they build any kind of immunity. Uh, for obvious ethical reasons, it hasn't been very well tested. You know, you can't vaccinate a dog and then have a rattlesnake right, bite it. Bite it. You know, it starts to be kind of uh, old school medicine that we try to avoid, avoid. these days. <laughs> yeah. And so um, the, the controversy, because there's not a lot of research to back it up, is whether or not it works. And it's hard to say. It buys your dog time is kind of the consensus among vets. And it may reduce the the severity of a snake bite. But because it's not fully protective the same rule still applies, which is if your dog gets bitten, go to see your vet right away. And, and, and it still might need antivenom. Yeah, and you probably, if you can, typically we will still give antivenom even if a dog has been vaccinated. You know, there's just this one study that was done that I know of where they had vaccinated mice and then they mm. had snake venom either injected or they had a rattlesnake bite these mice. I believe they had it injected. I which, hope so. Yeah, oh my gosh. I know. It's pretty horrible. But the ones that were vaccinated lived longer than the ones that had not been vaccinated. So okay. not a perfect study, but that's the science behind it. Okay. Interesting. And if your dog gets bit by a rattlesnake, will they 100% need antivenom? Is that like a definite thing? No, it's really not. And, and the thing is, with human studies and with animals, many animals will recover, many people will recover without antivenom. Mm. And so it in the veterinary world, a lot of times comes down to finances. You know, it's the the antivenom is between three and five hundred dollars. So it's not cheap. And for that reason, a lot of people opt out for obvious reasons. Um, and, and a lot of dogs will live even without the anti-venom. But we, it's really the only only thing we have to address the venom. Right. Other than that, we're just giving supportive therapy. Like fluids. Exactly. Typically, the anti-venom works. That's right, usually. And what's cool about anti-venom is typically within a few minutes, you can actually see some of the swelling reducing. And wow. you will, over the next hour or so, 
usually see improvement. And so with Buck, we gave the antivenom. He did great, no reaction, nothing like that. We had fluids going for him. And he was really a big dog, and he, he didn't seem like he had too much venom from a, you know, it's, it's one of the less venomous snakes, uh, rattlesnakes. And, uh, and within an hour or two, the swelling was down a little bit, and he actually ended up going home at the end of the day. Yay, but Yeah, and so, and then when the, the, the guy came in, he, uh, he, he told me how he had shot the rattlesnake to death mm. as a form of revenge, I, I think. Yeah. So that was interesting. And it inspired you. It did. It did. Yeah. So uh, he, he showed me this picture of a sidewinder rattlesnake. And if you've ever seen one of these things, they're pretty cool animals. You know, they have uh, kind of these hoods or ridges over their, over their face. And, uh, and he showed me, so I shot him with a shotgun, got him through the head, got him through the body, but I got him. But for me, it was a little upsetting. You know, the rattlesnake yeah. was just minding his business. And it's also the beginning of springtime around here. Right. And he's been hiding out in his little burrow all winter, waiting for the sun to come out and the warmth to come. And he finally came out and... He got shot. Right. right. I, I think we, rightly so, tend to fear and despise snakes because they're slithery and they're scary. Um, but... After this story, you wrote a poem about this story from the snake's perspective. And I've genuinely never empathized with a snake before. That's the goal. And it was amazing. <laughs> I can't believe you got me to empathize with a snake. <laughs> so are you going to read it for us on the podcast? I think so. I think okay. so. Let's hear it. Okay. So this poem is called Should Have Seen Him. And most likely you haven't heard too many poems on podcasts, but <laughs> I promise it won't be too out there. Should Have Seen Him. All winter long I waited, all through the cold months, huddled in my burrow in the darkness, beneath the ground, preserving myself for spring, until finally it came and I emerged, the morning sun, orange and glorious, seeping into my scales and my heart, I basked, I bathed, I lay. You know, out in the desert, not far from the pile of man trash, the stinky man trash, I'm sure you're familiar. And on the wind, along with the smell of man's forgotten things, came the smell of man's best friend. And he was on me, at me, sniffing me, snapping me. And so, what could a snake do? A snake charged up by the spring sun, who hadn't eaten in months, who is, naturally, a little bit on edge. I bit him, I did, right on his fluffy face, right on his schnoz, right on his kisser. Then came shouts, though. Oh, no. Not shouts, I thought. Of all the animals, only one of them shouts. Man. Bang, bang, the man said. Bang, bang, you're dead. Or so he thought, when he left me, wailing with his best friend away in the noisy truck, to leave me to lay in the sun, the spring sun, still glorious, although the warmth was seeping from my body as the blood seeped from my head. And even though I was soon to be dead, beside a pile of man trash on my deathbed. Still, you should have seen the other guy, were the last words I said. segment? I think so. All I'm right. ready. I realize we just 
empathize about snakes and we're like, maybe they're not so bad, but I might put some fear of snakes back into Let's put it back into people. A good, healthy fear. <laughs> a good, healthy fear of That's snakes. right. We are going to play a Would You Rather Snake Edition. Okay. 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 So, classic Would You Rather rules. I'm going to give you two options uh-huh. and you must choose one. Okay. No chicken outs. You okay. have to choose one. Okay. Okay. All right. So these are all based on some facts I learned about snakes. Okay. Ready? Oh, yes. I'm ready. Question number one. Is there a timer? Um. Yeah, let's start the timer. I don't really okay. know what's timed about it. Let's start the timer. We'll just start it. Here we go. Question number one. Here are a couple facts I learned about snakes. One fact is that snakes can't bite food. They have to swallow it whole. I, re- I learned that on a kid's website. Everyone knows that about of snakes. Course. Of course. <laughs> and another thing that we already know about snakes is that snakes have to shed their skin several times a year. Mm-hmm. Each shedding takes a couple of days. Right. My would you rather question is, would you rather, from now on, have to swallow all your food whole? <laughs> or have to shed your skin several times a year, each time lasting several days? Oh, that would be great. That would be great. Shedding your skin. I mean, you'd have the best excuse, like, oh, I'm shedding. And what if everybody shedded? And then you'd have, like, a couple days off. Well, he's shedding. He can't come in today. Yeah, but you're the only one who's I'm the only doing one? this. Yeah. It would be hard to explain. It would. But I'd stand by it. I'd say, I'd say, accept a job. I have, I have this thing, though. You know, I have this other thing. Every few months, I'm going to have to take I'm going, several days off to I'm shed. I'm going to shed my outer layer. I guess your skin would look great. So fresh. I didn't know you'd be able to turn that into a positive. Well, you know, I think swallowing your food whole would be a lot worse than shedding your skin as long as it's a painless process. Okay, so they go from benign to a little less benign. Okay, Ready? so they get more evil. Question number two. Okay. I learned that anacondas from South America sure. can grow to 16 feet in length. Oh, man. Pythons in Africa can grow to 28 feet in length. Okay. If you were on a walking safari, either in jungle or African savanna, which would you rather run into, an anaconda or a python? Oh my gosh. Aren't anacondas in the water and stuff? Yeah. Oh, and like in the trees. In the jungle. But so are pythons too. Are they, these yeah, are on yeah. the savannah? Well, I think they can be in either. Oh man. I guess I'd take the shorter snake. The anaconda? I don't know. I have to do some research. <laughs> no, you can't. You just have to choose. Okay, I choose, I choose pythons because there's that movie, which obviously is based on a lot of fact, called Anaconda. Uh-huh. And that was scary. Yeah. You know? And I can't, I'm going to have flashbacks. And they're just horrifying animals. I think I agree. For some reason, like, Anaconda feels scarier. Sure. Maybe it's just cultural, but <laughs> it feels scarier. <laughs> All right. Question number three. Here's some more things I learned. Uh-huh. Black mambas mm-hmm. are one of the deadliest, but also the fastest snakes in the world, oh. and can slither up to 20 kilometers oh. per hour. No, why? Another fact I learned uh-huh. is about the Brahini blind snake, and it is one of the smallest snakes in the world, only about two and a half inches long, sometimes mistaked for an earthworm. Oh my gosh. My would you rather question uh-huh. is, don't look at my paper. <laughs> There's no answers, are there? <laughs> my would you rather question is, would you rather find a black mamba mm-hmm. in your bedroom? Okay. Or have to lay in a bathtub full oh, of what? these... Oh, what? That is so messed up. Right, and he blinds Okay, okay. I, I'm going to have to say, well, 
I don't think the brainy blind snake is venomous. They're not. They're non-venomous. Then I would take a bathtub full of non-venomous snakes over the fastest, deadliest snake in the world in my bedroom any day. Even though you could run out of your bedroom? You could have a I chance to outrun I don't it. think I could run 26. What is it, kilometers an hour? Kilometers. Why it kilometers? <laughs> it's only about 12 miles an hour. Oh, okay. Um, I think, how, where is he in the bedroom? I, I, I don't know. You don't know? He's just in That's important information. It just, there will be one in the bedroom. You oh. don't get to decide where, and do I don't I know get to when? decide where. You don't no. get to decide? No. Well, then, no, I take the, there's so much more certainty with all <laughs> the baby snakes. You're going to line a bathtub full of little snakes living all over you? Yes, I would, that would be much better. Okay. It would be much better. I, yes, okay. definitely. What would you do? Probably the same. Yes. Question number four. There's an island in Brazil commonly known as Snake Island mm -hmm. Sounds that good so has far. up to five snakes per square meter. Wow, that's a lot of snakes. <laughs> Would you... Ra oh, there's also a pretty popular movie called Snakes on a Plane. Sure, sure. <laughs> Would you rather spend one full day and night, 24 hours, uh -huh. alone, oh. without weapons, on <laughs> Snake Island, oh, or spend a four-hour flight on the snake on a plane flight. With Sam L? I actually have never seen the movie, so I don't know how it ends up, but... I'm pretty sure Sam L. Jackson's on the plane, in which case, I would no, like no, to No, no, he is not on that plane. So it's just a flight okay. in which there are snakes in all of the compartments. Like, oh, full. In, in the, the compartments? compartments? That doesn't bother me. But they can slither out. No, they you can. Yeah, they can. No, they can. I've seen a YouTube video. You've seen a snake coming out of an air compartment? Yes. Really? Yes. Really? I've seen a YouTube video of it. I'll post it, you guys, on our website. Oh, man. You know, I'm going to go with snakes on a plane because it's less time and I can probably keep an eye on all those compartments and there's still probably less snakes. I don't snakes. think you're considering how cramped the right. space is on is the plane. Is it economy or my first many... class? No, no, you're an economy. I'm we an don't, economy? We don't fly oh, first class. Oh, Snake Island instead you of... You don't get transported to a new reality <laughs> where we can fly first class in this game. And then I'd take Snake Island because I'm a pretty tall guy and I don't like the leg room. All right. I like how this says no, nothing yeah, with snakes. You know, I, I'd rather be comfortable on Snake Island than all cramped on a flight. Okay. Here is your final... Yes, your final question. Uh-huh. There is... Um, there are snakes that don't just slither on the ground, you know? Oh. There is a flying snake... Yeah. ...that can glide through the air for up to 330 feet. Okay. So they, they kind of How propel. many kilometers is that? I only have feet on this one. <laughs> they propel themselves from one tree to another, and they kind oh. of, like, wriggle in the air, which keeps right. them, like, gliding. Oh, sure. Um, they're, they're mildly ven venomous. Mildly. But usually harmless to humans. Okay. Or, so would you rather be in a jungle full of flying snakes, so they're flying through the air, <laughs> or you probably know that there are water snakes. I do. Yes. Um, in this scenario, these would be non-venomous but aggressive snakes. So oh. a lot of the water snakes are non-venomous, but they're pretty aggressive and they bite. Sure. Um, and they're also known to climb trees and drop down into the water from overhead. Why? So there's a swimming flying element in this sure. one, too. Sure, sure. So would you rather be in the jungle full of the flying yep. snakes or in a lake full of the water snakes? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with the jungle. Um, Why? <laughs> um, because anything, I mean, we're not supposed to be in the water. I'm Humans. much more mobile. Yeah, in the jungle. 
you're better better walker than a swimmer. I'm a better walker than the swimmer. You know, I'm not afraid to say it. Okay. Did That's I win? It. You won. I did. Yeah, I got you won. Right. You did. That's great. I think I agree with most of your answers, so I'm you gonna do? call it a win. Did you learn something about snakes? I did, I did. I'm slightly more horrified of snakes than I thought it was. I'd like to take back my poem. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a balance. Sure. Snakes aren't all bad, but they're also terrifying. Right. Right. Right, yeah. So before we end this segment, we do want to bring up that in our last week's kind of game segment, we talked about armadillo meat. Oh, sure. If you don't remember, go back and listen. Yeah, armadillos. Armadillo meat. And Will said that if anybody um, knew what kind of diseases you could get from eating an armadillo. From in, being in contact with an armadillo. Oh, I thought it was from eating. No. No. Oh. No, I don't think you have to eat them. Okay, it's so. Being in contact, so cuddling. From armadillos in general. Hanging out with. Um, and we had a couple of answers, actually. We but did. we've chosen a winner. Uh huh. And. Um, let's and, hear her message. And let's hear. So she can tell you the answer. Here's our winner. OMG, I can't believe you can catch leprosy from armadillos. I mean, Google said it's unlikely, but mm, they're ruined for me. Yeah, congratulations. Very, very nice. So you have won an undetermined prize, and I've determined that this week's undetermined prize... So it's now a determined prize. Well, yeah. It is a determined prize. Right. Is um, we are going to send you one of our treasured Tilly postcards oh that's gonna be that's very nice do you want to tell them who tilly is so tilly is a yorkshire terrier (laughs) owned by one of the lovely i'm gonna call this person a pet parent in this case um a pet parent who brought uh tilly through town she was from out of town but when she was here she dropped off some wonderful postcards featuring professional glamour shots of tilly in a variety of situations. Yes. With a lot of times inspirational or moving quotes. So we will put a uh, photo of one of these postcards on, what do you think, our Instagram? Yeah, we'll put it everywhere. We'll put it everywhere. So, so you guys can all see you some of Tilly's Enjoy shots. it. But only one of you will actually get an authentic Tilly postcard yes. written by Emma and I addressed yeah. to you. So please let us know what your address is. So email us or send us a direct message on facebook or twitter or instagram and you will get your tilly postcard congratulations congratulations And then that'll bring us to the last segment of the day, and that is Animals Online. Last week, we were introduced to Doug the Pug, who I love and who keeps killing it on Instagram. We also um, (laughs) uploaded a poll online to see if we could get... Um, initially it was a thousand votes for us to get a pug. Right. Unfortunately, we have not gotten no, those votes not yet. not a thousand, I no pug. completely crushed. No so, pug. Um, no pug this week, but I would say keep voting. Eventually yeah. Will will be convinced. Sure. Quite a few people commented on Instagram and Facebook. So this person will also be getting a Tilly postcard in the mail. Very excited. Should we do a drum roll, please? This week's winner is... Izzy Martins! Izzy! Congratulations, Izzy Martins. You will get a Tilly postcard in the mail. Send us your address on Instagram, 
Facebook, or send us an email at yep. fuzzylivesforever at gmail.com. That's right. There's a couple ways to reach us. Yeah. Do you want to tell them now? I would love to. Where else can they find us? The internet. <laughs> Where on the internet? <laughs> Fuzzylivesforever.com. And then you, I think you've listed the rest of them. Yeah. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. So I want to quickly talk about this week's animal online so that they know how they can win next week's undetermined prize. Very exciting. This uh, came to me from a friend, Devin. Shout out to Devin. She suggested I check out dogs in food. (laughs) (laughs) And get this. So this is an Instagram account where somebody photoshops pictures of dogs onto foods. So weird it's like really odd but like somehow really entertaining and rewarding not appetizing it's but it's kind of cute is it about eating dogs no not not sure if i'm into this it's not about eating dogs at all it's totally bizarre so it'll be like a like a big bowl of popcorn Uh and then instead of one of the popcorn kernels it'll be like a fluffy white dog face oh that is so weird so it's like the dog replaces the food and then there's like (laughs) chocolate chip cookies Uh and then like one of the chocolate chip cookies Uh has like a pug face in it oh i see so so (laughs) So they the food that the dogs look like the food okay okay so like an eskimo dog would be like like a cotton candy exactly like that exactly or um you could have a very old dachshund could be like beef jerky exactly so that's some good ideas it's you could do your own dogs and food i might well i'll post i'll post the pictures of dogs and food if you comment on those on instagram facebook twitter anywhere uh you'll get a chance to win next week's prize these prizes are pretty good what's the prize gonna be the prizes are really amazing it's undetermined i literally don't know until next week but then i'll decide next week yeah it's exciting (laughs) it is exciting i think that's all we have for this week that's it we talked a little bit about rattlesnakes i'll write a little blog article about more stuff there's always more to say yeah there's always more and so that'll be on fuzzyloseforever.com if you want to read more about rattlesnakes we'll put that on there yep but that's it That's all. Have a good week. Have a good week. Thanks for tuning in. Fuzzy loves you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.